0: Well, break out of your clamshell and wrap yourself in tinsel. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, Eggnog number 44, brought to you by Mike's Comics and Stuff and ActionFigureBlues.com. I'm Ben, and with me tonight are... John. And Scott. We're three guys who collect action figures, statues, and other items from the worlds of comics and pop culture, and we like them so much, we made this podcast just to talk about them. And this episode, our toy of the week, is the Lego Hobbit Riddles for the Ring set, and our discussion topic is... Christmas themed action figures.
1: how's the week been? Ho, ho, ho. Very good, Mr. Ben.
0: Yes, indeed. Our Christmas episode. John.
1: Ta-da. <laughs> <laughs> How has
0: uh,
2: your Christmas lead-up week been? Busy. Real busy. And and then we started to get some weather. It's been uh, what you guys would call about zero degrees outside here oh. the last couple of days.
0: That would almost be bliss. Ice
2: and rain and
0: I ah, so nasty stuff on. Do you do the full-on kind of like you know depths of
2: snow, having to shovel and all that sort of thing? Um, we have, but we haven't had that in a few years. Ah, okay. So get about one real heavy snow a year.
0: That's unheard of in Australia. Like the idea of going into a like a hardware store or something and buying a snow shovel. You just no, doesn't no. happen.
1: Well, we we have the air conditioning all day today. Yes. So, same same with us. <laughs>
2: I've actually got a, a snow blower, so, um, I know, that's and just... a buddy of mine bought a plow for his garden tractor, so, yeah. <laughs> as, as you do.
1: Hmm.
2: What do yeah, you do quite, around here?
1: It's quite a contrast, isn't it? I mean, like I've been in Australia for 21 years now. I just celebrated 21 years of marriage to my lovely and extremely tolerant bride, um, and I think I've finally gotten used to hot, like, now Christmas is summer to me. Yeah. You know, it took it took a while. The first couple of years it really didn't feel like Christmas. But now when I think of Christmas, I think of surfing and going to the beach and cold meat and prawns and all those things.
0: I think the big difference for me is Christmas because the weather's always been summer for me is you know, kids are always playing in the street with their toys. Like, you know, I mean, people say, oh, I just can't imagine what it would be like, you know, not having a white Christmas. And I was like, well, it's actually pretty cool. You know, kids ride their bikes around and, you know, get outside and play with all their presents. And <laughs> so as opposed to, you know, being bundled up because there's a snowstorm outside. <laughs> yeah, it's very different. So what about you, yeah, when
2: I... oh Sorry. That's all right. Go ahead, John. When I was a kid that my mom used to wrap me up, kind of like ran their, uh, yeah, Randy from A Christmas Story, you know, <laughs> snowsuit. I couldn't move. and <laughs> Big scarf. All right. What about you, Scott? What have you been up to?
1: Yeah, well, we've had big Christmas preparations this week. My sister is over here from the States, from Austin, Texas, um, and we've been having a lovely time. We've been very fortunate to have her over here for the last couple of Christmases, so um, that's really Lovely, because we are the only kind of family that each other has, so that's good. And my kids are really enjoying it. And um, my house is happening.
0: Yes, indeed.
1: It is flying up now. We've had our slab, and now the frame, and they put the windows in. Um, and I've been through the frame. We're kind of not supposed to, like, you not supposed to go in without the um, site supervisor. But you know, I just went quietly. And then uh, my lovely wife walked around outside because she's a compulsive rule follower, um, and <laughs> so. Um, but yeah, it's it's exciting. So we'll we'll see what happens. They're having a break now over Christmas, obviously, but all good. Christmas tree up and kids happy and good been, stuff. Have you been taking photos of your frame? Oh, you betcha yes well yes and i will we have a meeting I, I ben has given me advice on on this and uh i did take some photos but we have a meeting with the site supervisor before they start work again um where we are legally allowed to go in and i'll be taking stacks of photos then so that i know where all the the bits and pieces are yes
0: yes yeah, yeah. very handy for when you want to do things later on
1: yeah
2: wiring especially
1: Well, we're we're just trying to work out the landscaping puzzle at the moment because they've cut our block quite low. Like, I mean, they had to. um, So I was looking at it today and going, oh, my God, this is going to cost me a fortune to build retaining walls. And no choice for me. Oh, Oh, that's why
0: I decided to do it all myself, and it took five years. (laughs) All done, though. All done. I uh I'm on holidays as of uh today, my first day of my three week Christmas break, so I did absolutely nothing today. In fact I'm surprised that you know, if it wasn't for the fact that my heart and lungs work on their own, I, I might have actually stopped altogether. <laughs> so but uh looking forward to it. Looking forward to uh the next week I guess. Some pretty pretty cool stuff coming up, but um we shall shall uh surprise our listeners maybe with the uh, the next episode. But anyway, before we get into uh, too much detail, how about we get started with some articulated news.
1: Big match to my house. I'll bring
2: my guys, you have yours. I've got Junkyard Dog. It's World Wrestling Federation
1: Superstars.
2: I've got Buddhist Beef king. Here's Tori the <laughs> Animal Steel.
1: I've got Great Hammer <laughs> Valentine. The Dragon Feet. Yeah. They're so real. And Rowdy Rocky
2: Piper. <laughs> Can you tell the
0: difference? Yeah! No. Yeah! No. No. Wrestling superstars, they're oh. for real.
2: Each
0: sold separately from LJN. Yeah! Well, before we get to our main features, we like to talk about some news. Now, we start each episode with a, a few bits and pieces that's happening around the industry. And as we often say, uh, we just talk about things that we're interested in and uh, the things that have caught our eye this week. And I believe, Scott, you've got something to kick us off.
1: I certainly do. The first bit of news is from Pop Culture Shock Collectibles, and they have announced that they have joined with Mattel to do quarter-scale He-Man and the Masters of the Universe statues. Now, I'm pretty sure that these are the people that were doing the Thundercats statues, and is that right? They were, yes, were being the operating word. So uh, I'm not sure how encouraged we should feel about this because um, they have got a bit of history of not um, producing full lines of things, but they have teamed with Waddell and they are going to do quarter-scale mixed-media statues of some of the He-Man characters. So this will be interesting. Definitely not for me, Um, but I can imagine that, you know, for the diehard Masters of the Universe fans, this could be super exciting.
0: I think so. I mean, it's not like we've seen Masters of the Universe branch out into a, a whole lot of um, different property. Um, I mean, you know, obviously there's the, the standard action figure line, but beyond that there's really not a whole lot for fans, so seeing something like this is quite interesting. Um, and it's probably good timing because, well, I mean, we haven't had the official word that that all things Thundercats are dead, but um, we certainly know that the, um, the station that that actually airs the Thundercats, uh, has not asked for any more episodes. They've effectively cancelled the cartoon. And uh, Pop Culture Shock did say that the the Tigra and Chitara statues that they've solicited will not come out. Um, apparently, in order for Tigra to go into production, they needed um, a pre-order of 200 units, and they didn't give, get that. So um, they've all been cancelled.
1: It's a shame. Those were good-looking pieces.
0: They yeah. were. They were. I, I thought, you know, they, but each one sort of had a, a, a unique look to it. Um, I thought they were sort of quite clever in the way they were designed. and
1: Yeah, a bit of a shame.
2: Right. I mean, I don't know who's going to want these besides really diehard people, though. I, I'm just, I'm skeptical.
1: I, I, I guess the other thing, too, and perhaps this applies to Thundercats as well, is that, you know, most action figure collectors are not statue collectors and certainly not... Quarter scale, you know, it's tetric lectures. It's a, it's a big difference, and you know, there are some people like myself that might dabble in the different bits and pieces, but that's not necessarily common. And uh, it's a, it's a pretty penny. So somebody who, you know, might even keenly be collecting the Club Eternia figures and and have a subscription may not be interested in either the scale or just the the price tag of these.
0: Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting. I think they've at least got Mattel behind them. So, I mean, it sounds like it's a bit of a partnership. So hopefully Mattel will do something to push them. I mean, pop culture shock don't seem to have a, a particularly huge advertising budget. Um, so hopefully Mattel can get word out there. But then again, Mattel aren't exactly uh, very proactive in that department either.
1: No, oh, well, I was going to say, I don't know how encouraging it is that Mattel is behind
0: them. But... Okay, so I'll take it all back. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, uh, what else, Scott? Well, this is another bit of really interesting news. First of all, um, we know that Quentin Tarantino's next film coming up is Django Unchained. It's been a bit of a um, a troubled production in some ways, I think, with quite a few kind of casting changes, And um, but we seem to be getting closer to um, everything happening. And along with the film, NECA have announced that they are going to be doing not just the... What's interesting about this is not really that NECA is doing um, licensing for this, but they are producing uh, 8-inch Mego-style figures with tailored fabric, clothing, et cetera, for this line. And so far they have announced um, figures of Django, Dr. King Schultz, Calvin Kendall, Stephen, and Brumhilde von Schaft. (laughs) Very much. Um, So... This is that's really interesting. This is I'm not quite sure why they're doing. Yeah,
0: certainly with um, Kill Bill, it was just good old action figures. Um, They they brought out of the Bride, etc. So to actually do a a different media uh, is quite interesting. I mean, I don't know.
1: I'm
0: I'm a big fan of Quentin Tarantino. I, I don't think he's a particularly good director. I think he's a very enthusiastic director, and so so that that sort of comes out in his films. And his films are fun, but. I've never really been so blown away by one of his films that I've, I've had to sort of, you know, run out and buy an action figure of one of the characters. Um, so I'm not expecting that to actually change with this film.
1: No, but I, I, what's interesting to me about these is that, um, you know, they, they seem to have a great deal of detail. And that makes me wonder what the price point is going to be. Um, the head sculpts look fantastic. like They really seem to have nailed the likenesses of the characters, uh, most of them anyway. And uh, But I just can't imagine... I mean, who knows? The film hasn't come out yet, but I, I can't imagine it being a film that's going to make people think, gee, I want 8-inch Migo-style character, f- figures of these characters.
2: Didn't didn't Migo actually have um, cowboy figures, though? Yeah, but... Trying to think. I mean, if they did, that might be you know something kind of working. Yeah, they did. They had
1: some. Yeah, I, it's, I mean, that's it, a pretty um, long bow to stretch. Uh, the I
2: don't. Boxes. The boxes look cool though. I, I like the boxes. <laughs> so
1: if, if I saw it, I would think. If if I heard that, that they were doing an eight-inch line from this, so I would think it was Biff Bang Pow. Um, you know, once you look at the packaging and the detail of the the uh, the clothing, etc. It's a it's a notch above that um, in terms of just their kind of standard stuff. And that some of the lightnesses, like the um, Samuel L. Jackson, the Kerry Washington head sculpts actually are fantastic. They really look like the mm. the But anyway, just interesting news. So I'll be really interested to see if these actually sell. Mm. Yeah, very good. Thanks, Scott. All right. John, what about yourself?
2: Well, um, something really exciting for me at least. Uh, the JoeCon 2013 dates and location were announced, and it's uh, April 4th through 7th in Indianapolis, which is about two hours down the road from me. So uh, I'm trying to work out right now, actually, with uh, a forum member, More Than, uh, who's a friend of mine here locally, maybe going down there together or something. So hopefully we we'll talk to him about that this week.
0: Fantastic. We have to, should uh, be a... have to line you up to do some interviews.
2: Yeah, I well... The, the bad part is, is if you want to go to all of the panels and stuff, you have to buy a the convention set, which is about $400. Right. So, uh, yeah. So unless you can get in on an aid package, you can go with somebody and get into those with a, a different package. So um, that's what I'm trying to work out with him is maybe going as his aid package. Hmm. We'll see. That's very peculiar. He, why, why does it work out to be so expensive? Well, they have like a, the set's like 13 or 14 figures typically, and they're all, you know, one of a kind. If if you actually buy all of the stuff, the exclusive stuff available at the convention and sell it on eBay, you could probably make, you know, your whole trip cost back. Um, normally those sets are really um, active on the secondary market, so that isn't a big issue. But um, because they're one of a kind, you know, and they're only making X number, they're they're pretty expensive. They're about 20 bucks a figure.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, I'll we'll look forward cool to uh Yeah, I'll, I'll
2: keep you guys up to apprised of the situation, but yeah, hopefully we'll get some coverage from that. So our, our man on the floor. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Uh, and I'll, I'll, and I'll get to meet a lot of the people I know on Twitter. You know that I haven't ever got to meet face to face. Hopefully, so yeah, that'll be fun too. Excellent. All right. What else is in the news? Well, I'm excited because. And I'm not excited because I watched the show, but I'm excited for another reason. Uh, Mezco announced that they have the Breaking Bad license and they're going to be making, uh, some action figures and, um, looks like other collectibles, Mezits, their little, you know, little, uh, vinyl type figures, bobbleheads, paperweights, and I, it says plush, but we'll, we'll see if that actually happens. <laughs> um, um, I'm just excited because, you know, bald guy with a goatee I, I there's there's custom action figure father there for me <laughs> um fair enough. but yeah that, that should be fun I, you know everybody needs a a drug dealer action figure on their desk don't they
1: that's right as long as it be the um drug dealer in underpants version yeah. you know, that's <laughs> that's a very important um look for that character
0: i i'm Quite keen to see what they can produce. I mean, uh, Breaking Bad is is one of my top five shows ever. I, I just think it is a, a masterpiece of a drama. It's um, you know, it, it's one of the few shows I've ever seen where, I, you know, I I visibly shift uncomfortably on the couch because I, I just can't. Sort of work out what's going to happen next, and uh, without sort of you know giving away any any spoilers for anyone who hasn't watched the show. But he, the episode where where Hank was in the car park with the um with the Mexicans, I think, is one of the greatest episodes of television ever. Um, you know, so yeah, I'm I'm really keen to see what these guys can do.
1: Well, Brian Cranston is just an incredibly talented actor. I um, my wife and I went and saw Argo for our wedding anniversary. Oh yes. And- he is in that and, you know, just totally different, totally different. In fact, you have to kind of stop and go, oh, well, that's Brian Cranston. Like, it, it, he's so talented. He's so-
0: he is, and he's a really nice guy too. I mean, I remember when he he was offered the part of Walter White and – I was reading an interview where he said he sat down with his family to talk about what it would mean for him to play a drug dealer and that he wouldn't be playing a very nice person and you know, was that okay with the family and how you know, how how he would be perceived by their friends, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I just thought that was a really interesting take.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Very good. All right, well, moving on. Uh, I I was very excited this week when uh, on Facebook we actually got a a sneak peek at the new Hot Toys Scar Predator. Um, The Scar Predator is the the main predator from Aliens vs. Predator. He's one of the three that goes into the underground pyramid thingy. Um, This is actually... Pretty interesting news for for Hot Toys Predator collectors because um, Scar was actually one of the early figures released by Hot Toys and goes for um, considerable money on the secondary market and um, I actually came in a bit late, I didn't start getting the Hot Toys Predators until um, the movie Predators came out. Uh, So by then I'd actually missed a few and just have not been prepared to to pay the hideous sums of money um, these things go for on... on on eBay, um, I mean, you know, we're, we're talking over $1,000 for some of the early
2: Predators. Oh my goodness. Dear Lord. Well, I
0: mean, you know, it, it... We, we can't say for sure that they're actually selling, um, but certainly, you know, I've seen the elder Predator for sale for 1500 US dollars. Um, but since then, uh, there, there was a certain point where Hot Toys switched to a, not only a new body, but started to really, really nail those detailed heads that they're now known for. Um, It's like Hot Toys just turned a switch one day and and their their sort of head sculpts of all their figures just really went up um, to that that level. I just don't think anyone's been able to meet. And so since then, they basically reissued the the first predator, the jungle predator, from from the original movie. Um, And we've started to see them sort of um, look at redoing I guess than the the older releases and obviously we're still going to get the Predators that haven't been released um, but the chance that you know I, I actually have now to get some of those early ones is, is pretty darn exciting and this guy just looks amazing um, I, I often have a, a chat with um, with you know with our, our friend Jared um, and you know we talk about the Hot Toys Predators and, and I think he's about as excited as I am so so that's very good news, and uh, thank you, Sideshow, for your, your flex pay system once again. <laughs> but, uh... Still on the topic of Hot Toys, um, there was actually quite a few sneaks that came out this week. Um, We didn't actually see any figures, but we we certainly saw some promo images from certain films that indicated that uh, Hot Toys have quite a few new licenses that they've added to their stable. Um, Now, one of them was Man of Steel, which probably comes as as no surprise, I, I think... You know, that was pretty much a a given. Um, I I think it'll be interesting to see if they can do more than one figure from that movie, uh, whether we get sort of a Zod or anything like that. Mm. Um, The Lone Ranger was mentioned, which Mm. uh, is pretty exciting. I think, um, you know, there's a lot of people out there who like action figures and a lot of people who like cowboys. So, um, you know, that'll take the, you know, hot toys into an area that they haven't really done. Um, And uh, obviously... You know the opportunity to get a another Johnny Depp figure, um, as as of course Tonto, um, one that uh, I think could be, oh, I I mean, I'm a bit hesitant to sort of get enthusiastic about this one, but but GI Joe, um, now this is GI Joe the movie as opposed to sort of just you know the generic GI Joe license, and the promo shot we saw was of course um, the Rock. So, you know, if you're a fan of The Rock or a fan of G.I. Joe, then, you know, it's going to be a, a pretty impressive um, release, this one. But I, I just hope the buy-in is there and that for people who who do get enthusiastic about that line, um, we do actually see some kind of longevity out of it. Um, I mean, I'm assuming that if they do The Rock first up, then, you know, hopefully uh, Snake Eyes is not far behind. But you know, everybody got really excited over Star Wars and, uh, that hasn't exactly been, you know, burning up the charts. So I don't know, John, as a, as a Joe fan, is I, that
2: of any interest? To you? Well, I, I don't understand. I mean, you know, GI Joe is, is Hasbro's property. They own it. I, I don't understand why they farmed it out to Sideshow. I mean, I do cause Sideshow is making a really quality product, but then to go to Hot Toys and do an, you know, another 12 inch version, it, it, it just seems to be getting away from what that brand should be, mm-hmm. to me, a, a bit. You know, um, I'm not saying it won't be great. But I'm I'm sure it'll be fantastic. But, you know, everybody's pretty happy with the the sideshow releases so far. So why why split that up? And you know,
1: is sideshow doing movie versions?
2: Well, they're not really because they hadn't no. they hadn't really done anything from the first movie Yeah,
1: So, I mean, maybe that's the division. Maybe they've got the just you know standard. License and Hot Choice is going to just take the film license.
2: I, I just I don't understand why you would divide that license up like that. Y- you know what I mean? It's
1: to make more money. Eh, I suppose. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I don't. It doesn't sound like they have too much faith in the the movie
0: um, being a box office hit. So and the fact that it's been moved so many times. But It'll mind. be fine.
2: It'll yeah. be great. You're going <laughs> to love it. <laughs>
0: well i 'm keen I quite enjoyed the first one. you know it was what it was um, and I think the last thing we 've got in the news we mentioned uh, a few podcasts ago that the the power lords were making a comeback, and everyone went who. <laughs> uh, I, I did actually have a couple of the Power Lords. They, they were a series that came out from Ravel, and they were um, a, a series that was basically meant to compete with um, the success of Masters of the Universe. And uh, their little quirk was that they featured uh, a sort of a, a good and bad version of a character, and, and you could actually turn the character around um, and and get a second character. Um, uh, interesting concept. It never really went anywhere, but we, we couldn't actually work out who had the license for the Power Lords. And as it turns out, it is actually the Four Horsemen.
1: So mm.
0: The Four Horsemen Studios will be bringing these out. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, I'm quite keen to see what they can do with them.
1: Yeah, okay. <laughs>
0: Oh, look, I think they, you know they bring a, a really a, a interesting approach to the uh, the Seventh Kingdom, and I mean a lot of these sort of quirky looking characters are, are really just an extension of that, I suppose.
1: Yeah, I just don't have enough connection with the property to be excited about it. But um, I mean, if anyone's going to do something good with it, um, as long as Mattel's not involved, it'll be them. Hmm. Yes.
0: yes. Anyway. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, on that enthusiastic note. Yeah, I, fe- I feel um, left out because I'm the only one that wasn't excited about their news. <laughs> I- I- I'm excited.
0: Well, we'll get you excited during toy of the week. Oh, hello. Time. Let's um, let's wrap up the <laughs> articulated news and we'll be right back with the next installment of the AFB podcast game Name That. Hi,
1: my name is. What? my name is. What? My name is. Name is Sadie, why? Why? My name is. My me. Is, my name is. Can I have the attention of the class? Uh, for
0: is, like it. And it's time for everybody's favourite podcast game, name that. Our good friend John. He's still our good friend, isn't he? Every week, he's our good friend.
1: Well, yeah, we, mm. haven't, we haven't changed a script since the incident. So true,
0: true. Anyway, we also know him and love him as Engineer Nerd from TVandFilmToys.com.
1: Yeah, again, we're going to have to revise that bit, but that's right, Tim. That's right,
0: <laughs> ever since the wow. injunction. <laughs> and he's going to present us with an action figure sound and the aim of the game. It's the, the game.
1: cheer episode.
0: <laughs> yeah. The aim is to guess where it's from. So, coming live to you, <laughs> coming live from the, uh, the, uh, the Fort Wayne Penitentiary is uh, ah! John
1: himself.
2: <laughs> that's more work release. Kind of thing
1: <laughs> this is your community service now,
2: yeah, well, last week, um we had something that I thought was really cool i lo- I really loved the commercial club we played last week, so if we can insert that here
0: Hat, slash, backspace now scared mega brick? Alpha, new huh?
2: so I will ask you guys, you guys got any any guesses? Did you search the internet looking for this one
1: i I was still reveling in my victory from the previous weekend, um, smarching from the mistaken identity. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. And the, and the skepticism from my fellow hosts.
2: Well, the skepticism was them, not me.
1: I know. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know.
2: Well, you guys are going to be disappointed with yourselves, because I bet you know this one. It is a, uh, Reboot commercial from the animated series Reboot. You guys remember that one? I do. Uh, maybe you won't be disappointed. One of nope. the
1: first CGI cartoons. was it place in the computer? Yeah. Yes, it was. Well, see, I, 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 yeah, the 90s didn't really happen for me in the pop culture department, so. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: yeah. Well, that was just rather anticlimactic. We're just continuing the trend here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> what trend? I got the last week's one.
2: Well, that's true, and oh, and, and Ben got the week before. That's right, that's right. You, you, you guys have been tearing it up. <laughs> well, well, we'll play a new sound this week, and it's going to sound a little something like this. With battery-powered four-wheel drive, you can tackle almost any hill, almost any surface, because four-wheel drive provides power. And one more time. With battery-powered four-wheel drive, you can tackle almost any hill, almost any surface, because four-wheel drive provides power. And if you guys, as always, think you have a guess on what kind of sound that is or what commercial it's from, uh, come on over to the forum and leave us a guess or, or hit us up on Facebook.
1: Do I something. Think, I think it was Ben and I making weird noises. I, I think it was. Oh, um, the one that we're going to insert in? Yeah, I got if, it. Yeah
2: i, I got to ask, though, if you have a guess, please do not write it on a rock and throw it through my window again. That, that's all I, all I ask.
1: <laughs>
0: Trudging through the snow. All right. <laughs> Thank you, John. Coming up next is the Toy of the Week. The Incredible
2: Hulk meets Spider-Man. Each figure a foot tall and fully poseable. you This is a job for the Hulk. The Incredible Hulk with a face that's mean. Lots of muscle and skin that's green. Superhero Hulk. Good job, handsome. The Incredible Hulk and Spider-Man from the Superhero Collection, each sold separately by Mego.
0: Now it's time for one of our feature segments Toy of the Week Each episode we take turns looking at one toy or collectible in detail Now these might be a new release Or we might just talk about something bizarre Or some favourite item of our collection So this week Asterix has the Toy of the Week So over to you Asterix
1: (laughs) You're fired, do it again (laughs) What? There was nothing wrong with that I've been
2: watching Fringe And that that was really funny Asterisks. Ah, oh, I thought you'd just run with
0: it, but no. I, I, well,
1: I guess that the host didn't organise the script properly. Well, I just thought you'd you know you'd just you'd roll with that and go oh yeah script yeah whatever like I, like, I, like I wouldn't pay attention to it. Okay, no, fine. Keep going. That's fine. It's fine.
2: Um, I thought he was calling you a large Viking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a superpowered one. Yeah, I, I, I thought he was calling me a piece of punctuation. I don't, um, well. Whoever I am, I am reviewing the uh, first bit of Lego Hobbit stuff that I came across, and this was the little Lego Hobbit riddles for the ring set. Um, I didn't set out to buy this. I went out searching for a Christmas presents for nephews, and I initially picked this up because I thought it would work for one of them. And somehow I found other things for them, and this kind of became for me, you know, as 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 happens when you're shopping. (laughs) Um, I am not a Lego person, um, mainly just because, you know, it's little bits and pieces, and I love the idea of it, but I'm not good at storing stuff, and my fine motor skills are terrible. So, um, you know, just to give you an example, uh, my wife who teaches kindergarten – Um, test out any of her craft ideas on me because she reckons that if I can do it, then the kindergarten kids will be able to do it. Um, So, yeah, I know it's cruel. Um, She's had to get sneakier about it now, you know, now that I've worked it out. I'm like, hold on, I'm not doing that. So now she tricks me into helping her with things and then says, oh, good, they'll be able to do it. So um, the... But this is just so much fun. And I thought as my one bit of Hobbit Lego, this set would be a great set to have. And John's going to be able to help me out here because he has written a great review of this at TV and Film Toys. So he can make up for some of my lack of Lego knowledge or possibly Hobbit knowledge. Um, I have read it, but I haven't seen the film yet because it isn't out here yet. Um, So this is a set that uh, has... Bilbo Baggins and Gollum and it is based on of course the famous scene where uh, Bilbo has to answer Gollum's riddles in order to get the ring and this is so much fun so much fun my 11 year old helped me put this together and we had a great time Um, the size of the box should not fool you this is I, I, anyway, for me, I don't know what you thought, John, but this is a bit more complicated than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, there's a lot of pieces in there. It's, yeah, there's a lot. I think you've said 105 pieces. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's a. I mean, it's a small set as far as layout goes, but it, there was more in it than I thought it was going to be, and it actually took a bit longer to put together than I thought it was going to. So that there's there's two main, I guess, kind of pieces to this set. The first is Gollum's Boat, and the box really made me chuckle because right on the front it says, Lego the Hobbit, an unexpected journey, 8 to 14, a code, riddles for the ring, boat does not float. You know, which is good to know because, of course, (laughs) if there was a flood here, it would have been the first thing that I would have grabbed as a personal flotation device. Um so I'm glad to have been disabused of that notion. Um the yeah, it doesn't look particularly seaworthy, I have to say. Um uh, but then the main bit is well, I don't know what it is. It's the little what is it, John? It's the It's like a rock outcropping
2: grotto kind of thing.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. The rock outcropping grotto kind of thing. Um <laughs> the um that, that which is where the the ring is hidden and uh, it, this is incredibly clever just just the book first of all it is a you know a fairly easy little brown book to put together Gollum rides in it you can attach little um, there's bones and little uh, arm pieces from I guess you know people that have unsuccessfully tried to get the ring um, Gollum sits in it. But Gollum can obviously um, rest on the set piece as well. Um, Gollum's a really interesting little figure to put together. He has got a a little peg on his back that can be used to stick the ring on, as my my 11-year-old kept trying to stick the ring on it. And I kept saying, I don't think that's actually what it's for, but what the heck? I mean, it's there for a reason, obviously. Um, His arms are really groovy. I, I found them, like it took me a moment to actually work out how they're meant to go on oh yeah yeah like but once i did like they're actually there's quite a bit i just pulled one off woohoo yeah they start (laughs) quite quite a bit of mobility um you know you can not just move them up and down but you can kind of move them out as an angle at an angle as well um the golem facial expression for lego is it's really good and,
2: and I guess he has a different face than the one they had previously released. Okay. I, I haven't, From what I've heard. I, I don't have the other one, but somebody was telling me that online.
1: Um, so they're the really interesting um, arms. It takes a moment. There is a right and a wrong way to put them on. They're not uh, swappable, and um, it took me a moment to work, work it out. But once I did, there's some good flexibility there. Um, he has a little – there's a fish that comes with it – which is, I guess, meant to be like in the stream. But then in one of the pictures, it also shows him holding the fish. Um, I I don't remember that being a significant aspect of the story.
2: Well, that's what his boat was for. He'd go through there and catch fish and pull them out of the river.
1: It's like gesturing with the fish, like he's going to use it as a weapon. I'm thinking, I don't remember that, but, you know, I think it's (laughs) a Lego thing. Um, The Bilbo figure is interesting as well. Um, I have a like and a dislike. The like... Is that he has a, I guess a typical Bilbo, slightly anxious face, and then a if you you can flip it around to a Bilbo um, frightened face with the looks like he's screaming or or something, which is fun. That, that's uh, quite clever. I think that's a, a really basic
0: innovation, but it adds quite a, a quite a large amount of depth. I think.
1: Sure. Uh, Hair is so fun. It's so Bilbo y. And uh, the little um, front, you know, the little emblem on on his chest is great. It looks just like his little outfit. But I have a dislike too, which is that his legs aren't articulated. His legs are, he can't sit down.
2: Huh. Huh. That's to make him short enough because they used a standard Lego Uh. torso
1: oh i get it so oh okay good on you i knew we had you here for a reason john well it's nice
2: that his back is painted too that that's something that you don't always see on lego sure. and um they got a little detail on his back I, I thought i didn't mention that in my review but i i noticed it after and i was like oh i need to mention that
1: yeah so you, you can see the kind of outline of his um jacket on the back which is good but that makes sense now as for the to, to make him shorter he loses the leg articulation. So. um I don't know how he goes to the toilet, but there you go. <laughs> <clears throat> he comes with a uh, sword. Well, um, I stand up. Well, well, well. <laughs> <laughs> silly, um, the he has a sword as well, and mine came with an extra sword.
2: You got two stings. Yeah, mine did too.
1: <laughs> yeah, the little the, the little extra pieces at the end always stress me out because I'm like, oh no, I've forgotten something. Hmm.
2: Well, I actually went through the book like two or three times. I'm like, did I miss a step in here somewhere? I've got these extra – because they're not like just extra blocks. They're like little round pieces. and I'm like, I don't understand where these should be.
1: <laughs> but I did have an extra um, – just like one flat brown single piece at the end and I could not work out. So I just shoved it on somewhere. Um, the, but you know, my tolerance for ambiguity with these things is not very, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I want to do it right. You know, my, my, she was like, Oh, just stick it somewhere, dad. But I'm like, no, no, you, I've forgotten something. Um, mine also came with two rings. Did yours come with two rings?
2: Yep. Yep. And and that's cool. Cause I know I'm just going to leave one on the rock and then he can carry the other
1: one. Um, So this little set piece is really clever. It has a number of different bits of movement. Um, It it really made me think about what sort of brain is able to think about how to build all of this in Lego. Because When you're building it from the ground up, it doesn't make a lot of sense to start with, and then slowly you can see it, you know, begin to come together. It has two different moving bits. One are – well, there there are two little sections of rock that – fold out from either side um to reveal the uh, rock that has the ring underneath it was not sorry not underneath behind and then there is a uh, little rod or wheel that you rotate to reveal the ring when Bilbo gets the riddle right um and I love it it's very groovy now did you find this easy to put together John
2: I did, but it's been a long time since I've put one, one of those sets together. So, um, like I said, I was kind of checking. I, I was really cautious on following the guide step by step. So, um, you know, I i don't know. I, it's the engineer in me. I had to follow step by step.
1: Uh, no, I, I'm exactly the same. That's just the I'm not confident in putting things together. So um, I'm, I'm, I definitely always do better with pictures. Um, you know, that, I think that, that's my theory on why I can. I'm not very handy, but I can put IKEA furniture together. It's because there's pictures, um, so pictures are good. And one thing I liked about the guide was that for each step, at the top you can see the pieces that you're going to be using. Um, but then on some of the p- pictures, it's obvious where the new pieces go, and on some you have to really work it out. So
2: yeah,
1: it probably took you twenty minutes. To put, it, to put it together um but i have an 11 year old helper who kept trying to rush ahead to- <laughs> of course i'm like no i was like listen daddy's old okay <laughs> <laughs> it's the timing. on the right page and <laughs> um so but look I, you know I, this is great fun this me for hobbit lego i don't need any more but i think if you if you want to hobbit lego um this is a good one to have because it's got you know two really significant um characters and doesn't kind of need anything else to feel complete i love the moving bits i love the extra bit of Bilbo's head and uh i'm glad i bought it
0: excellent, excellent. Yeah,
2: I, sorry john you know this is i think the first of the flesh-colored lego guys i have I think I have all the rest of mine are the standard Lego yellow. Um, so that's a bit of a, a strange thing for my Legos, but I, I'm cool with it.
1: You, you're you okay with it?
2: Yeah, I'm okay with it.
1: Uh, so as far as the dolly rating goes...
0: Hmm. Justin's not here, so you can go crazy.
1: I think I might have to give it a 10 just because I really can't fault it. You know, like, for what it is.
0: What about what about the uh, the retail price versus John's retail
2: price?
1: Oh, that's an interesting comparison. Do you know how much you paid, John? About ten dollars. Oh, okay. I paid
2: nineteen ninety
1: five. Oh wow. It actually means I paid over twenty US dollars. Wow. I know.
0: And mm, the dollar's been sitting comfortably at about a dollar five for a month or so now.
1: Okay, I was giving it an eight. It's <laughs> over so Australia.
0: And there's, fair enough, 20%. <laughs> Holy cow.
1: I know. It's amazing, isn't it?
0: Lego is notoriously bad as far as the price comparisons go, and uh, it, um, it, it, it's not too bad at the, with the bigger uh, sets, but certainly those intermediate ones.
1: Actually, I take it back. I got 20% off.
2: Oh, well, that makes it much better.
1: Yeah. Mm. I mean, no, it's still terrible, isn't it? I'm still giving it an eight. But I, our chain here, Meyer, had a 20% off toys sale yesterday when I bought this. Yes, which seems to be uh,
0: more and more frequent amongst the Australian bricks and uh, mortar uh, retailers. It seems like Big W and Target, uh, et cetera, all seem to do that on a semi-regular basis now.
1: Yeah. But- fun and I don't think we've ever had Lego as a toy of the week before so I thought it would be uh, a fun thing to do and um, this is going to sit on my bookshelf at work. Excellent. Very good. Awesome. Alright,
0: well that wraps up the toy of the week and when we come back we'll be talking about the new items that we've added to our collections this week. Tired of losing battle after battle in the sky the Autobots create the ultimate robot jet. Jet (laughs) Jetfire
1: Transformers But the evil Decepticons have a secret new weapon, Shockwave. The Transformers, Robots in Disguise. Get ready for the year! Shockwave will stop us! The Transformers from Hasbro.
0: Well, we're all here because we collect, so Feeding the Addiction is where we take the time to check in with each other and discuss any new acquisitions or pre-orders we've made. So I'm gonna kick things off with John. What'd you pick up this week?
2: Well, I uh I found a Spider Man clearance figure. I didn't have any three and three quarter Spider-Man, so I uh I picked up a, a Spider-Man. And I didn't I didn't get the regular movie version. I actually hunted through all the pegs until I found one that was not a uh um a movie version, it's more of the comic version. So I was happy with that. And I uh, found a couple of uh, Army Builder GI Joe, so that was about the extent of it.
1: I don't Spider Man clearance line it was that a, sp- a the the movie figures
2: at Walmart are five dollars right now. Uh, wow, five dollar action
0: figures—that's just unheard of. What are they? Mm. I mean what do the um, what do the three and three quarters go for here? They're normally about nineteen something or other, aren't they?
1: Well, here, here's for you, John. How much do you pay for a Lego minifigure?
2: Um, it really varies. Probably 2 50 to
1: $3.00. See, here they're
2: $5.00. Uh, yeah, they're, they're a little cheaper here. <laughs>
1: mm. So that's $5.00. We get a Lego figure.
0: Yes. Yeah, obviously the ship has to go a little bit further from China, so...
1: Very good. All right. Scott? Well, I I... In terms of actual acquisitions this week, I got my Hobbit Lego set I've just discussed, and then I also got the DC Collectibles Frank Miller Batman Black and White statue, which um, very nicely complements my love Batman Black and White uh, Bane statue that John would love so much. How many um, Frank
0: Miller actual sort of inspired black and white statues have we had now? There must be a couple.
1: I think this is the second okay, from memory this is the only one that I have yep. uh, so but this it, it's really uh it, it's fun you know i don't, i don't get every batman from this line i get i i get all the supporting characters um I don't get every batman only the ones that kind of really grab me because I really like you know particularly like the artist or um just because of the the sculpt and this is definitely a a fun one, so very happy with that. Um my my Batman White statue collection has um taken over another shelf, so it was just had just I had one Billy bookshelf bookcase bookshelf set aside for it, but it's now taking up two, so big deal, big deal. <laughs> but because we are traveling for Christmas, I had to um I had a couple of Christmas presents that I had to open early because I couldn't take with take
0: Aww, them. Are you okay?
1: Yeah, it was a bit a bit challenging. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did a deal with my eleven year old, first of all, um, that who initially wanted a laptop for Christmas, and I did a deal with her that if she was prepared to take my iPad two and my iPhone 4s she could have both of them or she could just have the laptop and so she did the deal for the two and she's getting both of them for christmas and i've re you know redone them and done them all up in their original packaging and everything and then i got an ipad mini Ah, um i had to move into my ipad mini so i could move out of my other ipad for her of course um and then i also got the sideshow premium format joker oh very nice yeah i haven't had time it's just been too busy um so there was, was a chance it was going to be the toy of the week but i did not get a chance to open it yeah. I decided just to wait till we get back so i can kind of properly um enjoy it but i, I didn't pre-order it um i wasn't sure but now it and if i didn't get it now it's just going to end up being ridiculously priced it's just the regular version not the exclusive version but um i managed to get it locally for a very reasonable price so ah, oh, even better mm, very good
0: very good what, what about you ben well what about me funny you should ask john as uh, <laughs> as folks are, are probably aware by now I'm, I'm I'm quite the fan of the uh the, the Hish, or as they're better known, the, the Predators. And during the week I uh, popped into the AFB forum, as I am wont to do, uh, and I was met by a, a PM that had come from, from John, and uh, he was pointing me in the direction of a T-shirt he thought I might be interested in. And he was correct, and he's, uh, he's in very much the good books this week uh, for pointing this out to me. And uh, it's a, a, a T-shirt site called woot.com. W They, they seem to do other things other than shirts. And, um, John, do you know the, the, the idea behind of sort of limited ordering time?
2: Um, no, there's just a, a bunch of those things. I mean, Woot was kind of based on, uh, clearance stuff, you know, they would one item a day and when it's gone, it's gone kind of stuff. And, um, a lot of people have done, you know, there's probably at least half a dozen t-shirt sites I can think of that, that, do those kind of one day and they're gone shirts, but yeah.
0: yeah, very good. Well, I mean, you know, in in the world of predators, I suppose not every predator can be uh, the, the the big bad sort of super hunter of um, of the universe, taking down assorted beasts to add to their trophy wall. So uh, I assume there are predators who, who you know, are probably bottom of the totem pole and. The uh, the link to the T shirt that um, that John has sent to me is a, a it's a T shirt and it's the title is Small Game Hunter, uh, and Small Game Hunter is referring to a predator who's probably yeah you know either he just sets his sights a, a little bit lower or maybe he just doesn't have the skill to uh, nail the big ones but it's a, a predator uh in a, a smoking jacket sitting back in his uh, his comfy chair fireside uh, smoking a, a pipe and he's surrounded by a, a series of trophies that are probably you know not um not not up there I guess with a with a queen alien but it um, they they consist of some of the more you know goofy pop culture characters so instead of the traditional bearskin rug it's actually um, well it's pretty obvious that it's Alf and uh, he's wearing slippers that look like they're made from ewoks and uh, adorned above the, you know, sort of above the mantelpiece are a series of mounted skulls of uh, certain extraterrestrials, including E.T. and Marvin the Martian, and uh, yeah, it just cracked me up. I, I thought it was f- quite hilarious. So um, when John sent that to me, he said, I, I hope this gets to you in time because of this-, this 24-hour countdown, and when I did click on the link and went in there, there was 53 minutes left. Oh, wow. (laughs) So I managed to sneak it in just in time. So, yes, many thanks for that. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be
2: on its way.
1: Good. Good. Good.
2: Yeah, it was a cute-looking shirt. I, I looked at it. I was like, oh, I wouldn't wear that, but I know somebody that would. And
0: yes, it is. It's exactly the kind of shirt that I'd wear. And uh, when you don't wear pants, you uh, need sort of you know the occasional uh, t-shirt to draw attention away from other things. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if no one has any other items to report, it's time to award another red card to something or someone in the toy universe.
2: What is this bizarre world?
0: Red carded is a chance to poke fun at the WTF moments in our hobby, be they unusual announcements, a complete fail action figure, or worse. And in this case, worse. Handing out the penalty this week is me, so over to me. I was, uh, I was in Sydney uh, a week or two ago, and uh, I had the opportunity to do a bit of a, a wander by myself. And uh, I've taken to, to, you know, the occasional meander through some of those discount stores. We have uh, quite a few of them here in Australia. We have some sort of large chains of uh, discount stores like the Reject Shop, but we also have um, a lot of sort of independent uh, stores, a lot of them sort of with products directly out of China, etc. And I actually do the occasional wander through these stores, particularly when I've never seen them before, just usually through the the sort of the craft aisle as well as sort of the area that has toys just I think keeping an eye out for anything I might be able to use in the way of um, custom fodder Uh, it's often where I pick up the little sort of dishes where you can mix paint and things because they're just so cheap and uh, I I don't normally make much of an effort to look out for toys most of the time the stuff that you see is, is complete crap And uh, sure enough, in one particular store, I came across something that was indeed complete crap. Um, I was actually... To be honest, the first thing that caught my eye were some World of Warcraft figures. Now, the World of Warcraft figures are actually really quite impressive. They're, They're beautifully sculpted, and they've got some wild and wacky designs. But the entire wave that they had in this store were clear. They were actually made of clear plastic. So they use the same molds that that the normal ones do. They just happen to be clear, and it was um really quite odd. Uh, now I don't know whether they're uh, legitimate releases um, of World of Warcraft figures, and and they just haven't sold, so they've gone to these discount stores. But while I was sort of poking through those, I sure enough I noticed the Avengers. Logo and was drawn to a a couple of pegs of Avengers figures. Now um, calling them Avengers figures is uh, is very generous indeed. Um, These figures, well, gosh, where do I start? Uh, I I just happened to um, have no one in the aisle with me, so of course out came the the phone, and I I popped a couple of photos of the, the two figures they had. They only had two. Um one was uh supposedly Black Widow and the other is uh supposedly Nick Fury. Um and these figures are tragic in in every possible way, shape and form. Um they were asking four dollars for these two figures and uh, I I don't know where to start. Um well, oh, yes. I just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, done. Look, I think the main thing with, with these figures is the cards are actually really well done. The the cards feature images uh, from the movie and uh, the logo, etc. Everything's there. It looks like a legitimate sort of figure, but they are cheaper than cheap. They are horrendous in every way. And, um, oh, gosh, where, where shall I start with Nick Fury? Well, probably the main thing, that, I mean, these figures are six-inch. They—they um, they, not three and three quarter. These are six-inch figures. Uh, Nick Fury comes with a bunch of accessories that are uh, uh, just impossible to describe. They—they they clearly look like they've come from some kind of super ninja set. Like there's a, a bow staff and and some kind of weird sort of throwing shuriken thing and something that I can't even begin to describe. Um, I wonder if that's a hat. <coughs> Yes, pardon that sneeze. I really don't know. But the thing about these figures is they seem to have very basic articulation. I think we're talking, you know, the five points of articulation and the costumes, the paints, the sculpts, uh, everything is horrendous. Um, Nick Fury for some reason has red detailing on his jacket um, he's got these bizarre sort of high thigh cuts that don't seem to work and what's really weird is, is in the photo the plastic the, the colour of the plastic is actually... Um, it's a little darker than it is in person if you actually look at Nick Fury's left hand uh, in the um, in the picture that's actually a closer representation of the color and and to be honest um, he actually looks white like he he is colored that that light pink color uh, it's 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 bad <laughs> in, in every sense of the word um, I'm not quite sure what's going on with his um, He's got some kind of one of those those yoke necktie things. He's got this gold thing going on and, and a gold belt. I mean, I, I just have to wonder whether these molds uh, have been used for something else and they've just kind of assembled as close as they possibly can to to a, a Nick Fury figure
2: and, and slapped the Avengers logo on it. They had to have been. Well, I'm kind of, even the blister, you look at how they did the blister and I'm thinking that even the blister was taken from something else and they fit that bottom like header card to fit it mm. the way it's curved on the sides. And you know what I mean? It almost just looks like they fit that from something else.
0: Yeah. And they've had to turn Nick Fury's leg a little bit to actually get him to, to fit in there. Um, but to be honest, he he's actually the better of the two figures because our, our other tragedy is, uh, the black widow and, um okay probably the first thing you'll notice that she's not very black her outfit is bright blue um a a very nice kind of navy blue with with lots of red highlighting on the straps and things as well as uh, brown boots and uh, this one's interesting in the sense that it's like uh, you just have to assume that that Gertie and her friends uh, didn't get the opportunity to see the movie, um, and oh. and have just taken a guess at, at what a hot chicken spandex might look like because um, they literally haven't got anything right. Like, like nothing is actually the colour it was in the movie except for maybe her skin tone. Um, I don't know. I, I think that. When John, you mentioned that the the blister looks like it's taken from something else, I, I think what also gives that away for me is if you have a look at the accessory that comes with um, with Black Widow, it's blatantly something from Batman. Like you, you you've got this kind uh. of you know this accessory that looks like it might go around her um, her neck and then you know have some sort of armor in front of her, and if you look at the the centerpiece, the horizontal piece, it clearly looks like the bat logo.
1: Huh.
0: So, and she comes yeah. with a sigh oh. as well for some reason.
1: They've gone to a lot of trouble. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm I'm sure Gertie is is taking that compliment and and running with it. Um,
1: gone to a lot of trouble just to to fake something like that. It's it's bizarre.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I, I... she's not she's not cross-eyed. Um, no, she just looks psychotic instead. You you did buy these, didn't you? Not even for $4. No, (laughs) I didn't. No, um look I'm convinced that is a batman accessory uh so you know if, if anybody i mean I'm not sure how well they'll come out on the enhanced podcast but um when you can look at a six inch figure like this and I am a six inch figure collector and look at it and find no redeeming qualities whatsoever that that you know you don't even want to spend four dollars um you know it's
2: it's a bit sad so see why didn't why didn't you buy buy her and repaint her in the right colors? I would have been interested to see what she looked like.
0: <laughs> Look, how about I, I run that through Photoshop and see what I can come up with. But uh, okay. it was interesting. It also said collect them all, and uh, the, the back of the cards were, were very, very dull indeed. It didn't actually show the rest of the, the figures. I mean, I would have even been interested to see what they could do with the Hulk, but I assume that would just be some sort of um, bad repaint of a, a Hulk movie figure from sort of 2001 or whenever it was. Um the The other thing is, they had about ten of each of these figures, um, so it wasn't even a case of these were the ones that were left. It, it just seems like that's all they had were these two. So, unless they were a screaming success in Hong Kong or something, and these are the leftovers, um, because you know they're not exactly the two most popular characters. But anyway. Whoever you are, manufacturer, there was no uh, no details whatsoever on the cards, So, um, and I can't even remember the name of the store that I was in, so wh- whoever you are, mystery manufacturer, you're going to go and get our red card of the week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, coming up after that well-deserved fail is our discussion topic of the week.
1: The name is Max, I'm a skater blader
2: One slice for the and see you later Chester is my name and I like food I Like to squeeze bad guys with my wrestling move Her. My name is Angus, Gus to my pals I'll make anything into an arsenal Cornelius is my name, samurai's my thing Fight like a warrior, sing like the king They call me Cliff and I like to climb Put the drop on bad dudes anytime We're the Stone Protectors Our stones of power
0: glow Everybody old or young has a memory of opening some toys at Christmas, or at least I hope you do, and sometimes our stockings contained baubles or trinkets with images of the season. For example, it might have been a Santa Pez dispenser, and uh, in the spirit of the holidays it's found its way into a number of action figure lines over the years, and that's what we're discussing tonight. So, you know, we had to put our thinking caps on to try and, uh, I guess, put together a bit of a list of some of the items that we'd be discussing uh, for this particular discussion. And there were a few obvious ones that came to mind and uh, obviously with the existing licenses and, and done in different ways. But um, there were a couple that jumped out that uh, were action figures, but I guess, uh, you know, purely Christmas toys. And, um, yeah, the first one, which was reviewed uh, by our good friend um, Michael Crawford of MWCToys.com, was a Frosty the Snowman figure. And uh, it's actually pretty impressive. I quite like it.
2: Yeah, I mean, not only Frosty, but, I mean, that whole um, line of, uh, you know, Frosty and Rudolph and that, you know, that whole animation, you know, 70s animation figures and that whole line's pretty cool, you know, I mean, they they haven't had any misses, they all look pretty good, they look like their on-screen counterparts and, you know, they're just nice a lot of people use those around their uh, Christmas tree, I know um, at the holidays.
0: Yeah, and I I guess they're fun, and if you wanted to set up something maybe at work on your desk and wanted to get the, you know stick with action figures, uh, there seems to be quite a few in this line, there was also um, Jack Frost and a Crystal, who was apparently Frosty's wife, um, and, uh, and they seem to be quite well done. I mean, you know, we, we see different interpretations of these characters like Frosty, but I mean, I guess I, I look straight at this and you just think Frosty the Snowman, and um, it's actually quite fun because he's got a lot of accessories, but um, yeah, such as a little broom and his, his pipe, but it seems like he's actually got a, an actual material uh, scarf.
2: Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, they, they just did a nice job of, of really capturing the nostalgia for all those figures and they they did the peanuts line that same company i think as well so uh oh, yes 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 um, you know you you can't go wrong with peanuts and and everybody re- remembers you know everybody remembers frosty from a kid i mean it doesn't matter how old you are um everybody remembers watching that and everybody remembers watching peanuts and rudolph and yeah. um you know you, even if they're on now i'll, I'll at least stop and the uh, flipping through channels for a second and watch you know a little bit of it so yeah,
0: um, and certainly when
2: it comes to Christmas, we, we get a lot of rubbish that, that comes out and that you're really not interested in,
0: so you do keep an eye out for those sort of um, ones that, that, I guess, fit the, the pop culture vibe. But um, another one that's actually, speaking of watching on, on television, et cetera, uh, is there was actually a um, a Necker series or a set uh, of Christmas Story, um, the movie back from uh, 1983 with you know, Darren McGavin, etc um and they did a, a box set of uh, of five figures and uh i actually don't remember this set coming out i, I
2: don't yeah I, I remember it here and you know it was one of those things where i looked at it and it you know it's not something you'd want to display all year round probably i mean you could um i mean that that movie is ingrained itself in the culture i think yeah so yeah
0: and it's fun because they've gone with, you know, all the, uh, the expected things, uh, you know, like flick actually is, comes with his pole with his tongue stuck to the pole. And, um, you know, I, I just think that's, uh,
2: that's a lot of fun. And, and Ralphie's got his, his BB gun and the leg lamps there. So, I mean, you, you can't go wrong with this set. I mean, it, it, it looks like them and it, it, that's one of those things that if somebody came into your house and they saw it, they'd all oh, a Christmas story and they'd be all excited. And yeah. so, yeah.
0: I think Ralphie
2: is the, the very definition
0: of the, um, you know, the little sort of Michelin man kid, you know, that we all picture on those, um, those white Christmases where they're, they've they got the huge puffy jackets and scarves and beanies to the point where, you know, there's actually no, oh, yeah. no point even sending them outside because they can barely move.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's an, it's a neat set. I just, I, uh, I, I, I wanted it, but I just couldn't justify it, you know, Yeah. if I wasn't going to display it all year so.
0: Well, uh, I mean, one that you probably could display all year because I just think it's so well done, and uh, I'd be surprised if you didn't own this one. And that's, of course, the um,
2: the world of Springfield uh, holiday Simpsons. I I actually do own that one, and it's <laughs> one of the uh, one of the few um, Simpsons things I've actually kept in the box. Um, I didn't have that, and uh, Mrs. Nerd got that for me, so I, I it's kind of special. So I've kind of kept that one in the box.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's
2: fantastic. And I mean,
0: one of the things we'll probably you know notice with some of the the later figures is um, you know that that blatant attempt to just repackage an existing figure with perhaps a Santa hat or something. But certainly with this particular set, you know Homer is specifically sculpted in the
2: Santa outfit. Like it, it is a, a unique figure. Well, that's actually the the pilot episode. I think that whole set isn't it? Because that's the one with Santa's little helper and going to the track and
0: ah, of course yes
2: so so that actually is the pilot or the f- well, if it's not the pilot it's one of the first very first couple episodes but yeah so oh, you know that i think it's cool they did that set and I, it, it like with the living room they only had one of the family and it's nice they did the whole family together for that one yeah. in particular
0: yeah yeah, And, and certainly, um, I think even uh, as a very recent figure, Necker uh, also have a, um, a holiday gizmo. Um, I think we might have even talked about that uh, on a,
2: a recent episode of the podcast. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's another one of those. He, it's Christmas time in the movie. That's one of those Christmas movies that, is it really a Christmas movie? I, I don't know. but <laughs> um, and, and I think he may wear a Santa hat during part of that movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. I haven't actually watched them for a long time. Could be an excuse to, to dig them out. Uh, yeah. And uh so. yeah, certainly the next one doesn't come as any surprise and and that is that there was a uh, a holiday willow from the uh, the Buffy line and yeah, you know, I say that's no surprise because I think there must have been you know close to about uh, 75 craptilian versions of every character. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah, and and she's actually got a menorah on, so you know, it, it's a little different for your holidays. Um yeah for sure.
0: Yeah. Um, And and another one that uh, uh, is obviously quite recent, and I certainly haven't seen it, and that is a um, Diary
2: of a Wimpy Kid. uh, Yeah, I'm not familiar with the series, really, but, you know, obviously there's there's Christmas merchandise out there for it just because, okay, we... We need to do this. <laughs> <You know. laughs> That's right. That's right.
0: And I, I guess you know, if you can put together a, a decent-looking figure, and you've you've got that collector base, um, you know, you, you're going to create a, an interesting and probably even sort of unique, maybe rare figure, depending
2: on how it's distributed. Yeah, and and like the holiday Willow, I think she was an exclusive, and you know, I, I think that even that holiday Simpsons set was uh, was an exclusive. Yeah. So.
0: Well, speaking of collector base and uh, you know, things like uh, interesting distribution and, and sales, well, it's going to be pretty hard to go past Star Wars, isn't it? It's, um, I was actually, look, I, I also have to throw a, a, or a tip of the hat to John for compiling a, a pretty comprehensive list for this discussion, and uh, there were
2: a lot more Star Wars than I realised. Yeah, the the interesting thing about this is, um, at least for the Hasbro items, most of those items are, or um, some well, out of the the four I have listed, the three of them are Lucasfilm Christmas cards, like they were actually Christmas cards and brought to life in figure form. So, like the the first one was R two D two and C three PO, and they're uh, you know on their little gift giving. Um, adventure you know standing by the fireplace and and that's what that's from that's actually a piece of art that was done you know for their christmas card
0: it's not a, a bad effort either i mean the the image shows uh c3po sort of uh, about to don the the traditional sort of strap on santa beard and they've even managed to
2: include that as part of the action figure yeah you know and and then the next one was was obviously yoda and he's got all the gifts and a little happy holidays base and uh, the the packaging for these is kind of cool because it almost looks like a little snow globe the way they got it shaped and you know it's all rounded and um, they're kind of neat I, I I don't have any of them um, but they they are definitely pretty neat
0: yeah and the Yoda one I, I I do particularly like because it's it's absolutely unmistakable as to who it is yet so much of the figure is, is unique. Like he's, he's completely sculpted in the traditional sort of Santa red and white coat. And he's, he's got the hat and everything and a sack full of goodies, but you just can't, um, can't dispute that. That's, that's blatantly Yoda.
2: Yeah. The Jawa one's actually my favorite one. Um, just because I, I'm a, I'm a Jawa fan. (laughs) Um, but, uh, you know, and there's, there's two of them and they're giving gifts and, uh, you know,
0: Which I was giving.
2: Well, you know, I'm sure they're they're trading money in the background somewhere, but yeah, yeah.
0: yeah and but. look, I guess our our next one is is certainly what I mentioned before, where I think it's a, a little bit rich, where they they take something that's um, you know pretty much already exists, and and there's literally no tooling that's that's required, and uh, that is the uh, the the holiday 2005 Darth Vader. Which uh, appears to just simply be a repackaged figure
2: um, that has been. Well, he, he's got, he's got the holiday wreath base. He, you know he they, does. They, they made an effort.
0: But I guess if if you
2: lost that base, you'd really just have
0: a red Darth Vader. There'd be nothing to sort of indicate that this is Christmas. Like they haven't even gone no. so far as to put a, um, you know, some white detailing. I mean, you could have you know added some white highlights or even a, a Santa hat. Um, uh, and and he's got a
2: and he's got a lightsaber. <laughs> that's right.
0: Uh, that's a red light, so yeah.
2: Yeah, now that one that one is bizarre, and I've, I've seen that figure in person, and whew, it's bright.
1: Well,
0: I mean, you know, given the run that they had with, with Yoda and the Jawas and 3-0, I mean, um, you know, I, I alternate between Vader and, and Chewbacca as, as my favourite Star Wars characters, and um, when I saw Vader on the list, I thought, oh, wow, you know, that, that'd be one worth picking up, and I thought, eh.
2: Well, that's actually kind of a
0: disappointment.
2: You well, saying. you know where I think they got Vader right is the the gentle giant one and and that's going again I think back to a, a Lucasfilm card. Um Gentle Giant did a, a bust with Vader releasing a piece of and that's actually <laughs> taken from uh you know a uh, Lucasfilm card. Yeah, yeah. I believe so. Yeah. Um that one's pretty neat, you know. I Doesn't make a lot of sense in the storyline or anything, but. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I was was a little torn up on that one, whether it was good or not. But I I like it better, obviously, than the Hasbro bright red Vader.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that sort sort of could signify a number of different things. It doesn't necessarily even have to be a Christmas thing, it could just be, you know, just about trying to bring some some peace to the universe.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's not bad.
0: And do you have the, the gentle giant Jar Jar bust?
2: Um, No. But, you know, I mean, you, I, I'm not a Jar Jar hater, but to, to see him all wrapped up and, you know, he's got the, the thumbs up with the Santa hat and wrapped in Christmas lights. I mean, it, it, it's just fun. But, it, it's
0: nicely um, done, isn't it? It's fun.
2: Yeah. This is one where they, they seem to have really
0: gone through a lot of effort. I mean, you know, that's that's not just kind of, you know, uh, casting a figure in red and, and, and pushing it out the door. They've gone out of their way to sculpt individual Christmas lights with different colored bulbs, um, you know. The, yeah,
2: that's um, a lot of a lot of work there. Yeah,
0: yeah. And it comes with a, um, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Warwick Davis. Wald, yeah, Wald. <laughs> Warwick Davis as, uh, as he's known um, you know, you know, Warwick Davis I wonder if he has that one sitting on his shelf I certainly didn't see it
2: as part of the uh, Life's Too Short uh, No I don't TV think series. I, I don't know how proud he is of that role but ooh, ooh, you never know <laughs> The the one where Gentle Giant kind of missed it I think was the Max Rebo because that's essentially Max Rebo, so, piano with the Santa hat on mm. and, I, and they just kind of made a miss with that one um,
0: Yeah but, yeah, I mean it's it's difficult, isn't it? I mean you have to give them credit for for doing something like this, giving fans an opportunity to get something a little that's just that little bit unique. But given how much the, the the tooling costs are, I mean you really can't go crazy
2: with a lot of this stuff. Yeah, you know, and and you, you got to give them credit for that. Um, obviously, I mean they 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 got to work within a, a certain amount of dollar budget and stuff, and I, I think they do a good job most of the time. Like yeah. the the, the Salacious Crumb one, he, uh, you know, he's a he was a holiday gift I think to some of their clients and stuff, and uh, I'm sure he gets traded well on the the secondary market. But again, he's got the the lights and the Santa hat and um, yeah.
0: yeah, he's pretty cool. It's very detailed too. Like he's got that, that yak the the real detail in yak face is obvious. He's got the little fine hairs and everything
2: like that. They seem to have made quite the effort with it. Yeah, the Yak Face one is cool. I mm. I don't have any doubts on that one. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, General Giant seems sort. You know, uh, both I think Hasbro and General Giant they they understand what Star Wars fans I think want, and they, they've really went out of their way to go. Okay, you know, our fans are going to want to decorate for Christmas. What can we give them that will be Star Wars but still Christmas? And yeah. you know, I, I think they've done a nice job, and and they've selected some characters other than okay here's Luke with a Santa hat or here's you know Han and Leia kissing under mistletoe or something (laughs) stupid like that you know
0: yeah yeah well look speaking of uh, companies who produced variants that are just within the spirit of the line uh, of which they're produced and and giving fans something that they can really just be be grateful for um, the Palisades Muppets series and uh, yeah we've got a couple of
2: options there Oh, yeah. And, and I got to thank my friend uh, Gray Matter Splat from from Twitter because he actually helped me out with this one. He's a huge uh, encyclopedia of the Palisades Muppets. Um, so he helped me out with this one a little bit. But um, there was a holiday kermit, which I, I knew about and the Rizzo I knew about, but I forgot about the Swedish chef one. So, you know, and the, the Kermit was more of a, a single gift type one. But I think the Rizzo and the, the chef actually were available. Do you, know, on the do you know the story
0: behind Kermit? i mean he, he seems to be um one of those you know almost dare i say mail away sort of thing just in the
2: the little plastic bag with a,
0: a cardboard
2: sort of um yeah i think he was just a giveaway i, I don't know they, they did that for one other thing i actually have um uh, an invisible beaker uh that's completely translucent on a header card like that. And and if they were just going to give them out for certain events or, you know, a party or to certain people, um, that's probably how they packaged them. But he's he's actually a repaint of um, a tuxedo Kermit they released, and I'm not sure what the difference is on him. But, uh, you know, it's not your standard hey, we'll just throw a Santa hat on it and call it good. It's kind of nice that they went out and did that. Now, Yes, yes. The, the, the Rizzo is a little more like that, but uh, even still, I mean, it's kind of like you said, the the, the Muppets kind of make sense in the context of the line, um, yeah. I think.
0: Oh, definitely. I mean, you know, we used to see Miss Piggy in a different outfit in almost every episode, so um,
2: oh, I think it works quite well. The chef's pretty cool. He, he's a complete almost re-sculptor, a completely new sculpt, and I, I don't have him, but... Um, but I wish I did because he's pretty cool I think and, and he was amazing and he looks like Santa, you know? Mm, mm. Yeah. Look, I think he just looks fantastic. And,
0: um, I mean, you know, chef wasn't one of the easiest figures to get in, in any way, shape or form. So, um, I suppose this is just another, <laughs> another difficult chef to
2: find then. Yeah. I mean, they, they really made their repaints something that fans wanted, you know, um, they weren't just hey I I changed like in the, the World of Springfield line they they put out a comic book guy with a different T shirt as an exclusive. Yeah. And and that to me was something I passed on. I mean I wish I hadn't now, but um you know, is that really, you know, worth the effort of making a repaint? They they actually thought it out and thought what fans would like, so
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: Definitely a missed line, for sure.
0: Oh, absolutely. I don't think there's anyone uh, who, who wouldn't want to see, um, you know, the Muppet series back again. And, I mean, I think we mentioned uh, a few episodes ago, I think it was Justin said that, you know, why hasn't someone picked up the moulds to this series and, and started producing them again? But That might be some sort of legal thing. But, um, look, we, we threw this out to the the various social media just to get some, some thoughts on what people had. And um, Ernest Madison mentioned the the Star Wars Christmas figures made a few years ago, and uh, which we've already talked about, but the, the Holiday Special Boba Fett um, and a Doctor Who Christmas adventure set and uh, the Holiday Special well, gosh, that's interesting because I mean, you know, the, the Boba Fett isn't exactly a um, you know, it's not exactly Christmas themed, but it is actually from the Star Wars Holiday Special and if you have... Which may, which may or may not exist depending on who you <laughs> That's exactly right. I I did actually see it on TV. I can remember the the ads on TV for the Star Wars holiday special, and uh, as a, a wee lad, and I sat down and watched it. And, and even then, uh, I was just
2: um, it was like an acid trip. Um, it really was quite bizarre.
0: Quite bizarre.
2: Yeah. I, I I never was sure how I felt about Chewie having a family that he was away from all the time. Especially his
0: father-in-law.
2: I would have picked that dude up
0: and, and thrown him out of the treehouse. It's just bizarre. Yeah. So, yes, but that, that was an interesting one. And um, Jason R. Mink said uh released a Christmas-themed Spider-Man Mary Jane 2-pack. And um, that was one that you had on your list, John, that uh, was made yeah. years ago. Nothing fancy, especially by today's standards, but I've always really liked it. Spidey in a Santa hat is hard to beat. But yeah, that, That's certainly an image that's quite common in, in the Marvel Universe and various comic specials over the years. So, yeah, seeing
2: uh, Spidey represented in action figure form is a lot of fun. Yeah, but the, the Mary Jane in that pack, um, you know, I just don't know about her. I mean, I, do, would you really want your kids playing with that?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's um, mm, yeah. I mean, I've always wanted a you know a, a nice Mary Jane action figure to go in my Marvel Legends, just because I am such a fan of, of Mary Jane. Um, I mean, I, I certainly don't remember seeing this particular set, and I, I won't be in any hurry to sort of hunt it down. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's um, maybe, yeah. I mean, I guess if it fit in, yeah. But she's. she's Rocking the whole sexy Santa's wife thing.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: But she, she. It's obviously a Las Vegas Christmas for them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and uh, we also had a, a message from Jared Spencer who mentioned the Santa Spawn figure from Spawn Series Twenty Four, and um, yeah, we'll get to McFarlane Toys in, in just a, a little bit.
2: Um, yeah, that, that Spawn is actually a, a cover um, from one of their uh, issues. Um, the thing that's kind of creepy about that is there's actually a skull in, in Santa's bag. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know how, yeah. how how many kids out there are going to go, Oh, look, it's Santa. <laughs> hmm. yeah. yeah, well, speaking of this odd
0: Christmas figures from McFarlane, we, we'll get to that shortly. yeah um, We had another message from Clint Felton who said, I've got the Rankin Bass Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer set and Santa's come in the Town set. They're my faves, and you could uh, use the full sleigh though. Yeah, I suppose you. Yeah, you get Rudolph, but you don't get the rest of the crew.
2: Yeah, that's okay. Mm. That's okay. Uh,
0: and lastly, uh, we're actually AFB is followed by TanyaTate.com on Twitter, and Tanya actually mentioned the Funko Holiday Pop figures and actually has a, a re- review of those on. Um, her YouTube stream and uh, yeah, there was actually quite a few in that series. I didn't realize just how many they did.
2: Yeah, there's there's a few. Um, my favorite, uh, the Bumble, and uh, everybody's favorite Yeti, and uh, Yukon Cornelius. I, I love Yukon Cornelius. <laughs> just I I you know that adventure. You know he he always reminded me of the uh, the vintage GI Joes a bit with that big beard. You know,
0: mm. Yeah, he's rocking the whole lumberjack look.
2: Yeah. I don't know, I like him. He's my favorite.
0: Yeah. But I mean
2: they managed to get quite a few. I mean it's
0: it's not just kind of, you know, Santa and Rudolph and, and an elf, you know, we've got sort of
2: snow miser and, and heat miser and Yeah, yeah, and you got some of the misfit toys and Elf on the Shelf and uh even even Buddy the Elf's, you know, got a, a pop vinyl, which is which is kinda cool. <laughs> um, that's right. And you know, we mentioned them last time that, you know, there's kind of, it, it's amazing what they've been able to do with that line because, you know, here they are bringing it into Christmas, but, you know, it's still relevant. I mean, all of those characters are still relevant, so it, it's pretty cool.
0: You know, I would have thought that it would be completely out of the realms to, to ever get another Ernest Borgnine action figure, uh, particularly from the Black Hole. But, uh, you know, I think Funko is eventually going to do every single pop culture character
2: ever uh maybe maybe <laughs> I, i'm waiting i'm waiting for them to to come to us and do the uh afb series of pop final cool yeah, if they yeah. if they're listening if they're listening you know maybe
0: i need to get into um i need to get you know totally ripped so that they use their their sort of muscular buck
2: for my figure i mean if we can get a gangnam style one i i think we could get an afb one
0: yeah somehow i don't think afb gets as many hits as the gangnam style youtube video
2: Mm, I suppose not.
0: I yes. suppose not.
1: Well, we we do end up
0: delving into, uh, I guess, the territory that um, well could loosely be titled very very nicely by John, I might add, as Christmas to make a buck. Um, and these are the ones yeah. I, I alluded to earlier, where they really haven't gone out of their way too much um, to to do something Christmas aspired. And there was actually a, a a Ghostbusters pack from Mattel, which. Um,
2: yeah, it's really kind of underwhelming. Yeah, I, why why even bother? Hmm. You know, why, why even bother doing that? Oh, here, we're going to throw some five-cent hats on everybody and call it, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, are the Mattel Ghostbusters figures um, actually normally
0: available in,
2: in retail? I, I think at that time they were. I don't know that. That other than this set, you could actually get them all together like that. I'm not 100% sure. So there's,
0: there's absolutely nothing unique about this set whatsoever except for a, four small red
2: and white hats. And they're removable. So basically they're trying to, you know, hey, if you want the package variant with them with the hats on and the hats off, you gotta go to Toys R Us and buy two of them.
0: Mm. I suppose the only redeeming quality for this is if, um, you know, you weren't getting them through Matty or elsewhere, and suddenly changed your mind. Instead of having to sort of track them all down, you could just buy the buy the set. And...
2: Yeah, it's a good set, but I mean, that's like, it, if you're gonna make that set, just make that set. Don't pop Santa hats on them mm. just to well, do it.
0: You could recycle the hats, and you know, you could have. Um, Oh, I don't know, Marvel Legends and, and DC Universe-themed Santa figures by sharing those hats around? Um, sure, you could. <laughs> <laughs> or not. All right, well, <laughs> let's move on, and uh, let's talk about um, Goku and, and Gohan from Dragon Ball. Um, there was a, a set of these two guys in Christmas-themed outfits and, yeah, a little bit uninspired. Um. Uh- I just, I, I, why? <laughs> well, I mean, look, the. I guess it's in 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 the spirit of the series. They they look like they're having fun. Um, yeah, I mean, they. I don't. It says action figures, but I'm a bit dubious as to how much action there is. To me, it looks just like a little sort of polyresin um, statue. I guess maybe it's just because it's a promo shot that hasn't got articulation cut into it yet. But I guess if our resident. Um, Dragon Ball fan was here, Adam might be able to sort of clarify what's going on
2: with this piece and...
0: Hmm.
2: I, I mean, is is Christmas with Santa big in anime or... <laughs> I don't
0: I, know. I don't know whether...
2: Yeah, I, it, it just doesn't seem like things that would go together to me. Hmm. Especially the, the craziness of, of Dragon Ball,
0: but anyway. Who knows? Uh, and, uh, yeah, what about a... Um, what about a
2: holiday army of darkness ash yeah kind of pal thing? yeah palisades kind of missed the missed the target on that one i think um he's a, a green and red ash with a, a santa hat essentially um, <laughs> which which is okay I just uh you know you kind of gotta ask yourself again why did we need this but um you know they, they had so many hits with the Muppet stuff that i I guess we'll we'll allow him a miss with this one. Um, yeah. is, I mean, is, yeah. is he going to go out hunting? You know, pit demons in Christmas, or uh, hunting reindeer, or? I mean, is it a, just a
0: blatant recast of an existing figure?
2: Uh, is it... it it pretty much looks like it.
0: Hmm.
2: Yeah, I true. I don't have any of those, so um, yeah. Yeah, that one was kind of a definite miss. Uh, you know, ooh, he's got a green shirt, ooh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, what about a a target, The Dark Knight Returns, Holiday Batman?
2: Yeah, we had red-carded the Halloween one, and um, if I had probably seen this a little sooner, I probably would have had to say, you know, uh, this is a, a red-card candidate just because it's in the holiday aisle. Do we really need Holiday Batman? I don't know.
0: Um, <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, Batman's not exactly the, you know, the, the inspiration for Christmas. You don't look at Batman and think Christmas,
2: but, I mean, who knows? But, look, there's
0: a lot you of people know, out there that are diehard collectors.
2: I, I do remember reading a really cool Batman story, though, and uh, it, it was a, a silent night where there was, like, no crime on Christmas, and, yeah. you know, he, he was caroling with police and and that kind of thing, but um, I, I don't see how he, uh a Dark Knight Rises figure is gonna you know, and the figure doesn't look that good, it's like Batman in white with some grey on him, and I was like I don't know what that is. It's very
0: odd, isn't it? It's a, it's a really really strange looking figure, like it, you, you just you know, I can see once again this group of people sitting around a table at, at the action figure headquarters going okay, let's come up with a Christmas themed Batman, let's just put him in
2: white
1: I was like,
0: yeah, yeah, nothing says holidays like a white Batman.
2: Well, I mean, I, I suppose he could have been, like, red and green and, you know, had Holly painted on him or something, but...
0: Well, it's a little bit, you know, a bit more in spirit. I mean, if you're going to do something goofy, and then... Why not go all the way, yeah? Hmm.
2: Yeah, who knows? Um, yeah. Yeah, that, that would have been a red card for sure. I, <laughs> I I'm baffled by them, but... You know, I'm baffled by that whole Dark Knight Rises line. Anyway, yes.
0: Well, another one that was uh, we mentioned McFarlane before, and McFarlane at one stage even went so far as to bring out a whole wave of Christmas themed figures, and um, that was the the McFarlane Toys Twisted Christmas um, series, which um, I actually thought were a lot of fun. I mean, at that time, McFarlane was doing figures that were uh, uh appearing in the you know um I can't remember the name of that
2: that that religious dude in America who goes crazy everywhere and does his top ten inappropriate figures yeah yeah I can't remember his name either i just kind i I normally look at the list every year and that's about it so yeah. And I think at one stage, McFarlane was basically, and I think they
0: were aiming to take all 10 spots, and it wouldn't surprise me if a number of these actually made it to...
2: They they were definitely trying, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, for those people who aren't familiar with them, what McFarlane has done, and he's done this with a few different... sort of, I guess, licenses, is he He takes an existing property and then essentially does something completely twisted with it, and uh, yeah, in this case it worked really well, so for example, you know, we get Santa Claus, but instead of being this sort of jolly looking fat guy, we get this big sort of hugely muscled guy in a, in, a, in a, the Santa outfit, but he's got this large almost like a gas mask and these huge mechanical claws that look like they could rip you apart in in seconds and and um uh you know the reindeer is this huge barbarian looking dude with a giant cleaver <laughs> and it's, the, the oh. one the one that
2: creeps me out is the snowman yeah he's very evil isn't he that thing just is scary i mean uh, that's the thing with most McFarlane figures is i i don't know that i would want to have them on my shelf They would they would probably creep me out you know but
0: yeah, yeah, and, and the thing is, every figure in the set is like that except for Mrs. Claus, who I think is just a, a design, a, a genius um, design. And, and Mrs. Claus is extremely um, scantily dressed, and she's using a, um, a giant candy cane as a, a type of stripper pole. Um, which I just think it's hilarious. Uh,
2: well, she's actually got an elf, I think, looking. from both directions doesn't she (laughs) one below her and one above her maybe Mm -hmm. maybe just the one above her looking looking down at her yeah Um, yeah and there's been a couple variations of her i think they did her in uh, a couple of different colors as well yeah Uh, there's a
0: blonde version etc
2: but yeah she's uh definitely uh back of the shelf material for scotty for sure Uh, (laughs) that's uh, it uh, but, the, I mean, the one thing I noticed about this
0: figure, I mean, I can remember when it was solicited, was, I mean, as as a customizer, it can be quite difficult to get decent uh, female um, facial sculpts as well as hair that's nicely done. Um, and she's actually a good-looking figure. Like, she actually comes across as an attractive woman. Whoever actually sculpted the figure did a really, really good job.
2: Yeah, they, they always kind of... I mean, they they sexed up their, their female figures for sure. And that was kind of their, it was either going to be really creepy or really sexy. And they didn't really have any in between, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And the, uh,
0: the final figure on our list is one that, um, look, I have to confess. I had absolutely no idea. It's, um, some woman named Jenna Jameson. Oh,
2: I just, I don't know who that is. Yeah. Um, this, she was from a line of, uh, Well, we'll just say it. She was from a line of porn star figures that that came out. Um, uh, The the gimmick behind these figures is uh, they would come dressed in outfits and she comes dressed with the, you know, red um, lingerie type stuff on and a Santa hat. And their gimmick was you could take all that stuff off.
0: Brilliant. Yeah.
2: So you could have, uh, you know one way or the other you could just uh <laughs> display the figure however you wanted, either naked or uh you know clothed and uh the, the they didn't last too long um they didn't they didn't oh hang on for a while there i was actually playing
0: quite um ignorant yeah you know, by saying i didn't know who jenna jameson was and i had no idea what this line of figures were but uh, i think i just blew that when i said that um they didn't last too long yeah they didn't last too long, huh? yeah, they didn't last too long. Uh, so i've heard so, so someone told yeah. me um yeah but, I mean, they did a few. They did a Halloween, Jenna Jameson as well, and the red devil outfit, the
2: tail and the pitchfork, etc. Yeah, I mean, I suppose they make sense, but, you know, this you're not going to put this with your Rudolph under the tree, I don't think. Mm. Mm.
0: Uh, it's, a, it's a display by itself. It's definitely a collector. I can't imagine sort of um, little Bobby you know, reaching for that one in the toy store. Yeah,
2: well, yeah, I, I don't think they were available in toy stores. That might be... <laughs> Part of the reason that this line didn't make it very long. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't, you know, I, at least they had a Christmas figure, you know.
0: Well, that's right. That's exactly right.
2: <laughs> so
0: I think, um, yeah, that's a pretty broad spectrum of figures. We've probably missed a few. If, uh, if we have actually missed any that you're aware of, let us know. Um, I noticed that superheroes were particularly absent from this discussion, so uh if you're aware of any more than sort of just the odd lame christmas batman then yeah be sure to uh, email us and let us know
2: yeah i you know i noticed that kind of i was doing some different searches um looking for stuff and i i could not find a bunch of superhero um you know it doesn't appear that there is a uh, a christmas aquaman out there anywhere
1: yeah, yeah
0: well, and thank you to John, uh, tip of the hat, to, to putting all uh, that together with the sort of uh, links and, and whatnot. Was, no, no, what it was, uh,
2: yeah, it was a lot of fun. You know, it, it, It's cool that, that they do that. I mean, I, I like the idea of having Christmas figures, but um, you know, I mean, sometimes it's just if it's cash grab, it's not as nice as like some of the Star Wars ones where they're more thought out and, and very particular. And, um, you know, there's a whole range out there. I mean, I think yeah. everybody Everybody could find something for Christmas that they like, and you know, yeah,
0: and I guess it's it's not until you actually pick a theme like that and and you look across the the range of of Christmas themed action figures that have been done that you can really see that um when they're good they're they're great, but when they're bad they're they're really quite ordinary,
2: yeah, you know uh, the, there's very good and very bad they're just all the all all the ranges out there for sure. Indeed, indeed Alright, well that wraps up
0: our discussion topic uh, We'll come back in a moment with some feedback Before we wrap things up
1: Spider-Man's getting ready to rumble Oh no, it's Doc Ock Venom and the Green Goblin Wet tastic action, coming up Take that Green Goblin, bam Must get out of Venom's trap. Whack!
0: Time to get out of here Catch you later Doc Ock Brand new Spider-Man action figures Out now Before we finish off, we have some feedback from our listeners to share. And if you'd like to hear your questions, comments, or suggestions on future episodes, you can email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com. And, you know, you may even just hear it read out. And, Scott, you've got our feedback tonight.
1: It is from the ever reliable Bob Bird. Hi, Bob. Now, Bob, I think, might need a little bit of help. Has said loved episode forty three. This weekend I'm going to put on the Bose headphones and have a marathon from episode one to forty three. Keep up the great work. (laughs) Good on you, Bob. I don't know if that's enthusiasm or if that's an illness. (laughs) But but good on you, Bob. Good on you. If you survive with your mental health intact, please let us know.
0: Excellent. All right.
1: Thanks, Bob, and thank you. Thanks, Bob. And that brings
0: us to the end of episode number 44 of the Action Figure Blues podcast. We hope you've enjoyed listening to the show. You'll be able to download future episodes of the podcast by going to actionfigureblues.com and clicking on the podcast tab or by subscribing at iTunes. And like we always say, please, if you go to iTunes, take the time to leave us a positive rating and review. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, you might like to check out reviews and articles mm-hmm. there, and perhaps even visit some of our sponsors like Mike's Comics and stuff, Collector Dash Action Figures, and popculture.com, who help keep the site running. Well, when we're not podcasting, blogging, or doing other assorted hobby-related activities, you can find all of us on the Action Figure Blues forum at afbforum.com. There you'll find Scott posting as Scotty, John posting as Engineer Nerd, and myself, Ben, posting as Fish Milkshake. Now, we'd love to hear from you with any comments or suggestions for future Toys of the Week or discussion topics, and you can do it by emailing podcast at com or by joining the forum and telling us there. Now, you can also follow Action Figure Blues on Twitter at AF Blues and of course like the action figure blues page on facebook that's facebook.com forward slash action figure blues
1: and with that we are signing out we are i do want to just mention that um our next episode is going to be a bit exciting it is i know i don't want to tell people too much more than that partly because we don't know exactly what's going to happen (laughs) but it will be a bit different it shall be Yeah, so make sure that you are listening. It's going to be cool.
0: Yeah, it's certainly going to be fun for us. Yeah. With that, we shall sign off and see you then. Good night,
1: Austin, Texas. And uh, I'll I'll go back to Argentina. I haven't said good night to Argentina for a while. So good night, Argentina. Good night, Canada.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Play with your toys, not with yourself.
1: Oh, boy.